0: Hey, this is Charles Lee from Palmetto Superfoods, and you're listening to The People Podcast.
1: Welcome to episode 36 of The People Podcast. Today's show features the CEO of Palmetto Superfoods, Charles Lee. Palmetto Superfoods is located in San Francisco, and they specialize in acai bowls and smoothies, specifically the best ones you will ever have. If you want to try them yourself, I have some great news for you, because The People Podcast is doing a gift card giveaway, and we have not one, not two, but three gift cards available. Be sure to check the link in the episode description to see how you can win. Special thanks to Charles for making this giveaway possible. So, how did this all start for him? Well, one day, Charles tried the acai bowls at a Brazilian restaurant called Café de Casa, and he was hooked. So much so that he linked up with the owner, Amanda Moreira, to create a new business that specifically focused on her amazing acai. Soon enough, Palmetto Superfoods was born. This is kind of a two-part story, as Amanda's interview will come next week. But for now, let's hear from the star of episode 36, Charles Lee. Charles, thanks for joining the show. How's it going? Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. Well, I want to start at the beginning of all this for you with Palmetto Superfoods. I was reading that you launched it after feeling a little bored and complacent in your previous line of work. What exactly were you doing and what was it that sparked you to venture out and try something new?
0: Yeah, so this is how the story starts. Um, I had a, a sneaker business um, for since for almost like 10 years at that time, uh, maybe a little bit less, but... I had a sneaker business. Um, I, had a, I had a store in the Wharf, a store in Pier Thirty Nine. And then, um, you know, when I started it, it was it was a very mom and pop kind of environment shop. And then I took over and made it more um, more modern, more te- more tech focused. Um, you know, back then, 2010, 2011. I mean, e commerce was, was just getting off the ground, so that's where my head was at, and I, that's what I was focusing. And so even there, we had our offices our warehouse all in that work, uh, outer North beach area and had a great run. Um, obviously all things with retail. I mean, especially when you're in the mercy of, of other brands, such as like Nike's and Adidas of the world, uh, you don't really have control, um, of inventory and, and so forth. So, um, we're a great business, but you know, you don't have full, I would say you don't ever really have a hundred percent control of your business, uh, when you're playing as the, uh, the middleman retailer. So that's, that was that. But, um, during that, during that line of work, um, I actually, um, I'm a big foodie guy, so I love trying out new places, and, um, you know, in the wharf it has a pretty bad rep of just being touristy food, so um, it was pretty hard to get, you know, pretty good, decent food around in that area for the, the longest time, and then all of a sudden I came to this Brazilian cafe a block away from my office, and uh, first day in, I was hooked, and got to meet, got to meet Amanda, who was running that store, and that at the time I knew her. her. I didn't know her whole background or anything, but as time I got, I got to know her, um, and I literally went to that cafe for breakfast and lunch every single day. Um, Try everything off the menu, and then noticed um, their açaí was really good. Like it was like never like I had before with anywhere else, and I thought, wow. And she was kind of explaining to me the whole how how she makes her açaí and how authentic it is to Brazil. And you know, there's no added sugars. It's purely um, the acai fruit, and it's obviously she adds a little bit of the berries and banana components to make her own sweetness to it to combat the tardiness. But other than that, that's that's how they do it in Brazil, and um, and that's how it got going. And when I at first, it was just me being a big fan of her and her and her cafe and her whole um, her whole vibe and her staff, and got you know hanging out there every day, but Later on, I just realized this is a great business that we can create just off. I'll tell you, I thought at the time ice cream was so big. Um, people are lining up in the cold weather of uh, us up just, just for ice cream. So I thought, well, wow, why not have this? And I'd rather eat this during the, during like the breakfast or lunchtime, um, than have ice cream. So I thought this was a great, healthier alternative. And if you can create a whole concept around it, uh, as a quick service and just pump volume out of it, then that was the, um, that we would have a wooden recipe for, for a restaurant concept. Um, so later on, I did start talking more business with her and then found out, oh, she has she has a sister and she runs the other cafe in South San Francisco and all that, so I got to meet them both. Uh, I got to meet the sister, I mean, and then um, sister Taish. And so since then, we just started to hang out a little bit and getting to know each other, making sure we're comfortable. Um, that's the one thing I look for partners is, can we be comfortable, can we kind of just, Almost be like family and not just be so business oriented at things like them. That's, that's them. I mean, it's just, since the start, they've just been like an extension of my family. Like they're basically the sisters to me. Um, and so after that, I mean, that was 2018. So we started getting building on the first one. Um, I had a lot of trouble building the first one. As much as real estate development, um, real estate development experience I've had in the past. Building your first restaurant was much over like I had to go through so many things with the city, my landlord, um, didn't have a great start with the like, architect. Um, so everything just didn't wasn't going the right way at the time and then so I actually almost gave up on the project. I always I thought, This is not worth my time anymore, like but I pushed through it, I got over it, um, took it day by day and you know, twenty nineteen we opened up and I think that's the, that's how, that's how, that's how, I would say that's how it all, all started.
1: What an amazing partnership that blossomed from a place that you were just going to for breakfast and lunch. And I'm really glad that you stuck with it, Charles, because Palmetto (laughs) Superfoods is one of the best places to eat in the city. And you talked about opening it and all the struggles that you had, but I know right now you guys have two locations in San Francisco, the Richmond and the Mm -hmm. Marina, the Richmond one came first. So what was the initial reception like and how fun was it to open up a spot in a neighborhood that you grew up in?
0: Exactly. I, I went to I went to high school out there. Um, grew up in you know every every day after class, hung out in the neighborhoods in the, in the Clement and Gary areas, and or California as well. But um, that was something great. I mean, that was something like wow, I could bring something back to like an area like I grew up in. Um, and so when I first got that space, I thought it was you know at the time it was 2018 and you know the city was on fire like. You know, the tech was at its peak. Um, all the, all the, you know, it was very hard to buy a home. It's, even if you're trying to open a business, like, it was very hard to find a, a space for it. I mean, I, I had, I went through almost a whole six-month search and just finding a space. And I actually had a different concept of mine initially when I first started it. I, I actually you, was going to do ice cream. And then I realized, that's when I realized, why would, would I do ice cream when I have this amazing sister that make, does amazing outside while they have an outside in their menu, it's not showcased to the way I would love them to showcase in the cafe. So I thought it's it warranted enough for its own concept. So um, I, found, uh, I got really lucky with the Colent Space. It's actually a family friend um, and it's his mom. So um, she was actually, um, she was in the, in the midst of changing that oh, the retail space into, and so she's going to convert it into a restaurant space. Um, already. So she actually saved me a couple months because that's, I mean, I already went through a, I already went through a whole feat going, trying to build that restaurant, but I already she saved me at least three to six months. So, um, big kudos to her, but, uh, definitely it was, a, it was a big challenge just, um, just building that space just because it didn't have all the infrastructure in the deal with. Um, which is like a whole nother story, but yeah.
1: Well, and then after the Richmond, you guys expand to the marina, which I think is a great spot for you guys because exactly. just, just the vibe of the marina. And I think people mm-hmm. love to get that kind of healthy food out in the marina. You know, there's wild seed right around there. Um, but yeah. w- when you were first brainstorming a second location, how did you ultimately decide on the marina?
0: Well, it was crazy. I, we had, we, had, we did 2019. We actually had a pretty solid start. Uh, 2020, beginning of 2020 hit, and we just, like, I think – i think we realized in january 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 february 2020 like clement or clement can really have a ride like we started to have lines people are waiting at least 30 minutes for a bowl um from ordering to waiting in line into ordering and then receiving the order and then um obviously you know clement has a big parklet uh we have the big parklet that helps with the outdoor dining and then um we have we have farmers markets every sunday so clement naturally grew so fast uh, right before our eyes. Um, and so uh, when we think about a second location, we actually weren't even thinking about it because that's when COVID hit, like March, uh, March 2020, COVID hit where, you know, we just hit our stride and it was just thought, wow. Just our, like, I actually thought we were about to, we're, I was getting close this I was like, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those luck things. where like, oh, I was just starting to have a great business and uh, something happened. So, uh, but actually uh, since when, Ever since COVID hit, we haven't actually, we never closed the store. I think we closed the store maybe for one day just to have like a nice, big, big deep cleaning session for the whole space. But um, other than, we never closed during COVID because um, initially when I first launched the business, I already set up online ordering for like pickups and obviously we were on the delivery apps. But the pickups was a big thing. That was something I wanted to grow just coming from my background in e commerce. So that's how we really, the moment COVID hit and people, were, we can only do pickups for food. Um, we just marketed that marketed instantly, uh, right away when COVID hit. And that's actually, we got, we got through it and actually, um, people loved having us during COVID. I mean, we were kind of one of the top options, especially when other places were just closed. Um, we were a big, uh, we we're a big spot for the neighborhood during that time. Um, some charity work, um, foundations with all the hospitals. That was a great program where we delivered bowls to all the hospitals and different like healthcare workers, um, and then from there um, uh, we were actually approached by a developer to do the marina location. And at the time, it just didn't really make sense to expand, but um, we got a great deal, and the developers were there just to help us out and um, be a great partner to us, and then and, and that's how we got the marina location to open. Or in um, 2021.
1: I'm curious about that because when a developer approaches you, what exactly is that process like? Are they interested in the business and they have a space that they think is good for you? Or like what is that pitch exactly like?
0: Yeah, so they approached, they uh they were me at the end of 2020 and um, told me they wanted to meet and so forth and get to know me. And um, I, thought, I thought it was great good. they're not just, you know, they are just interested for their for this building or, you know, they were actually huge fans upon it. They have their kids go to it every single day. And that's how they discovered it. And they love Dase. They, they can tell by the quality and everything. So they're really, very huge fans. The beginning and they thought, wow, if we can have it in our, they live in the marina. So if we can have it a block away from our house, how, how smooth could that be? I mean, um, so that's how it all started. And they've been a great partner, partnering us for helping us build that location. Um, and, and, the same thing. So, you know, we want to make sure it's something that the space works for us. Um, I actually had, and I actually had reservations in the beginning just because where we were at with COVID and then, uh, Union Street, you know, they really had like its heyday back in the, I'll say five, 10 years ago. But then now obviously you see a lot of vacancies. Um, I was, I'm not going to lie. I just say a couple of landlords probably getting a little too greedy on the rent, uh, pushed a lot of other businesses out, but, Union's been an interesting place, but I also, but at the the end of the day, you know, I still consider it an arena. I mean, it's Calhollow Marina, and I thought that would be a great second location because we always imagine having one out there anyway. So, uh, didn't see that being the second one, but, um, I guess sometimes you can't pick and choose, but I thought, um, it actually worked out great just because, um, it was a great second location to kind of build out of Clement. And now we're in the arena. It's more of a, a showcase place.
1: Well, it's good that it all worked out for you guys. And outside of those two <laughs> stores, you guys have a new operation now, which is the Robo Juice kiosk, where a robot yes. is now serving your smoothies and acai bowls. How did a robot enter the picture? We
0: got actually. So that's that, that's the whole story with Palmetto. Right? It's it's great food, great quality, um, great staff, um, being being really immersed into the communities we're, we're in. But one thing I wanted to do with Palmetto was how do I fix food operations as a whole entity? Like, how do I make it more efficient? How do I, you know, how do I automate things that have never been automated before, right? So um, just right when I started the company, I was like, okay, I am not going to order food for this company every single day or every week. Like, it is ridiculous. I mean, the inventory, you know, if you look at how much inventory it has, it's actually a lot. I mean, minus, you know, we got to always make the IE and we got to always take all the other bases, some of the Thai, the matcha, like uh, the, the fan favorite coconut beach. Um, all there's all these toppings, and so what I did was I just created an automating buying system for these. So I know in a certain season we run through like goji berries. We're through goji berries. We'll run 50 pounds of goji berries in a month. So I know we'll run 50 pounds of goji berries in a month. So I have to have a an auto refill system that gets that makes it, it triggers once we you know hit a certain threshold when we start having big lines, even with with the online ordering, um, it was still creating a huge mess because people are just waiting and you know, one of the things I don't like about food is waiting. And as much as much as a big foodie I am, I hate waiting in lines, but I just, you know I hate trying to get that reservation. I want I want it as easy as possible. So when I think about it for the consumer, how do I make it so easy for them to order the food that they can get it instantly it's, it's there's it's painless for them there's no line, they can go pick it up at their own time. Or even if they came in, you know, they don't have to talk to a, a staff member, get It feels good. it So I actually worked with Kios, um, the founders, Davey and JJ. Um, we actually met at the perfect time because I was looking for an on, on, or self-ordering solution and they reached out to me. And so that's how that part started for the self-ordering kiosk, um, that component of the tablet. So people, customers can just come in and order and just hang out by the park for the um, for their orders to be made. Um, so that was another part we wanted to fix. we just never want lines. and We never want people to be waiting 30 minutes for a bowl. I know. I, I know it has come to that situation a couple times, Palmetto, because it's a hot day. It's a it's a Saturday. So it's, it's a it's a holiday weekend. But sometimes there's just nothing we can do about that. It's just it's just nature of the beach, And you know, we try to serve as many customers as possible. But sometimes we just can't get that volume. But um, we're always trying to find a solution so where we can you know, we can never have that issue again. So it's a great problem to have, but the problem is if you want to solve. So, um, that's what, that was with the self-ordering kiosk. So that was, uh, middle of 2020. We figured that solution out. And then end of 2020, I got approached by, um, Yev and his, uh, one of his business partners from RoboJuice to do, uh, kiosks with them. And at the time it was early. They just had pictures. Um, it was just literally a proof of concept. And then, so I told me yeah, I'd be super down and I love robotics. This is, this is just probably another piece of faith I can probably implement into my businesses. So that was end of 2020. And so after that, every so month, every, every other month, we would check up on each other, see how the process is going. Um, and then finally they had actually a uh, working prototype in, I would say middle 2021. They had a uh, working prototype and that's when we were like, okay, how do we fit our ingredients with their machine and their robots? So that's when we kind of work we've really started to get going and then fast uh, forward today and we're just we just launched the Metreon as a um, as a soft as a soft opening robot kiosk. It's we're just testing it for certain days for the media, the invest um, for investors for their team, um, and for people that want to see it um, on our end as well. But it's very limited hours. It's, almost, it's in a beta mode. And we, we should have, this is kind of our version one of a solution where it makes two of our like most favorite smooth smoothies, like acai smoothie and the cold brew acai smoothie. And then we added the, um. we did a berry banana smoothie that we think tastes a hundred times better than the main competitors' a banana berry smoothie. And um, we also created a pitaya smoothie as well for, for that kiosk that's slightly different from the one we have in our menu at the moment. And then this, this guy, Nick, who's the, uh, the, who's the CTO and, like, the founder and kind of the brains of the whole the robot, um, saw how we are making our off and was like, he was like, let me try to figure out a better solution. So one day he comes to me. He literally took another machine, and basically it was a machine that makes, I guess, maybe, like, ices or Slurpees, and usually when you put like offset into that machine, it will not come out great. It looks like it to be liquid or it's going to be too icy or the consistency is never right. I think it's almost like a soft serve machine. Um, just, it just, it just it's just, it's just not right. So the texture is off and everything goes. This guy modified the hell out of it. And now it pumps out the perfect texture offsetting for us. And I thought that it was one thing is doing the tuning, but then you just, he just changed the game with the bolts. Because now we can do, because the bulbs are our bread and butter. Like, that's that's what, that's what our business is Yeah, We do smoothies, but, you know, people come for the bulbs. Um, so he figured out that problem. And now, you know, we're already in talks of, like, implementing our machine into our future locations. That's just a machine. We don't even need a robot. And that's going to 100X our operation uh with our staff. So um, with that being said, we created this robot. They created this robot and it's our food and greens and we thought it would be the perfect, you know, it was a per- literally the perfect partnership here in the Bay Area. Um, and, you know, whatever we thought, you know, what better place to do it than the metro where they launched a couple of other robotic concepts. So, um, purely, purely a beta version right now, but they're already working on under version two to make it a 24 seven operational ro- uh, robot kiosk for not just us, I mean, for future other brands. For grocery stores, I mean, they want to come up with solutions for everyone. Um, so this is a great, I think we are at a very good start to that partnership.
1: That is amazing. Now, you're a foodie yourself, and you've been in this space for a little bit now, but do you see this as the future of the food industry? Because I imagine there were some initial concerns about it, but those concerns must right. have been addressed.
0: I think what if it's done right, it's it can be a wonderful solution. I mean, I'm not saying, like, we should be eliminating everyone's, like, workforce or like the labor. I mean I mean people there are major labor shortages going on in the restaurant industry across across the country and the world. But I mean if we can come up a solution that helps, you know, certain restaurants and owners, that's great. I mean that's I mean that's huge. And I think even for like I said for Palmetto, it's not even about like the labor. It's about how can we eliminate the tedious, mundane tasks so our staff can focus on the more and more important ones. Right for operations, management, marketing, um, customer service. You know, there's many more things that can focus on than, you know, doing tedious tasks of making a bullet in order. You know, if if we can eliminate some of that that the robot's doing or some high powered machinery, then you know, that's that's the that's the solution we want to solve in today's world.
1: Always building at Palmetto Superfoods. I love that, Charles. Now, I imagine okay. it, it wasn't easy to leave behind, you know, the e-commerce world and what you were comfortable with to venture into something new. So when you look back at how far Palmetto Superfoods has come, what are you most proud of?
0: Most proud of is part of the partnership between myself and my partner, Hassam, who handles all the marketing um, and then Manetize the Sisters. Uh, it's been a wonderful part. Of it. I mean, it's literally the dream team. I couldn't ask for any more because, you know, I'm focused on business and expansion, um, in some of the operations. And then I manage to focus on the obviously the food, making it make sure the food goes better. Um, and I always brainstorm with them on how we could create a better menu, um, I think next level on, uh, new items. And then, and then Tom, I mean, marketing is a whole nother, it's a whole nother job. I mean, I would I don't even, I don't even have a, an ounce of time for that, and he he does a great job with our marketing team. Um, and that, and that's something what we do. I mean, it's us four, and then we have an amazing staff of college kids, such as learning guns. I mean, um, they get to learn different parts of the business as well. So it's not like they're just coming in to make a bowl. Like they're learning. It. We're I'm, we're teaching them other aspects of the business, and that's that's enriching for us. I mean, that's you know they can't get it out of that in the classroom or in their in U.S.F. or S.F. State. Like we're, t- we're giving their hands-on experience on on how to run a business um and so they're walking away with you know a mass a vast knowledge of things just in just in our world um, and yeah so I would say well, the partnerships that we have and our staff been everything that's 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 like truly endearing to me like number one um other than that I mean we are constantly expanding um we're you know we're gearing up to open a couple more locations in the Bay Area um, for this year and next year. And we're probably going to start re- thinking about um, expanding out of the Bay Area and think about uh, L.A., you know, we we're thinking about one of the first places we thought of Hawaii. I was I was just in Hawaii, and I was, like, thinking, I'm going to go through every single acai bowl concept out in Hawaii and try them all out, and I didn't like any of them. And I just thought, I wonder why people enjoy acai bowls in Hawaii. It's because they're in Hawaii. You could eat you could you could something else. You, you're still enjoying Hawaii, so we think we can bring something special to Hawaii eventually uh, and make a name, of, they can name for ourselves out there too. So, um, and that's the goal. I mean, we want to, we want to be everywhere in this place. And also, I think the ro- robot kiosk will be an aspect uh, of it as well. Um, just in, you know, the robot kiosk we see it, imagine in campuses, airports, high traffic malls. Uh, people who are going to have um, great accessibility and affordability to our products um, at speed. And then we want to take some of that technology and bring it to our stores as well.
1: Well, you guys are doing a great job with the brand, and I love seeing everything you're doing. It sounds like world domination is definitely in the cards for Palmetto Superfoods. And uh, Charles, I just want to wish you well in your journey ahead, and thank you so much for taking the time to join the show, share your story, and uh, I'd love to reconnect sometime in the future.
0: Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me.
1: really, really enjoyed my conversation with Charles Lee. I admire his courage to step away from his sneaker business and build Palmetto Superfoods from the ground up. His story exemplifies the importance of hard work, believing in yourself, working with a great team of people, and doing what you really love. And those are all things that I love hearing about. But that's about it for episode 36. Be sure to check back next Wednesday to hear the story of Amanda Moreira. Until then, follow the show on Instagram at People Podcasting and enter the giveaway to win a Palmetto Superfoods gift card.